Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. The crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet. All hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Well, thank you so very, very much. And welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. Wherever you are, I appreciate you for joining our neighborhood as we hang out together in Harlem, America. Today in the What's Hot Spotlight is Xavier Paul Cadeau. The X-Man's VO career spans 25 years of excellence. You've heard him as the show announcer for Live with Kelly and Ryan on ABC. Xavier's the first African-American to voice the iconic dead-end character on Cartoon Network's Transformers Cyberverse. His voice acting skills include five of the Grand Theft Auto video game series and a recurring role as the character X of Freddy's crew in the HBO critically acclaimed series, The Night Of. So it is my distinct honor and pleasure to say Xavier Paul Cadeau is what's hot. How you well, doing, right. man? It's finally, it's finally, I'm finally what's hot. I've been what's cold and what's, I've been what's not here for so long that it feels really good to be given that title. Thank you, GK. You're Thank quite you. welcome. You're quite welcome. Well, you know, we uh, go back a long way. We sure do. Uh, in the voiceover industry. And it's so nice to, to have a, 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 a fellow uh, talker uh, yeah. on the show. So uh, as I usually do, we, we start off with asking our special guest to let's take the Wayback Machine and sure. tell us what it was like growing up as little Xavier Paul. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's that's an exciting look back because being born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, I knew that the arts and theater was the direction for me. It was always a poetry reading, a high school play, a great school play, something theatrically oriented. Storytelling caught my attention early on. Something about theater helped me understand other human beings, helped me understand life. Help me understand why human beings are as contrary as they are. And it really <laughs> made childhood much, much more bearable and entertaining and fulfilling and set the foundation for a lot of what was to come. So that is a very interesting look back. Being here in New York City, having the best of what theater has to offer and what the arts have to offer allowed me to utilize all of it from a young age. So Saturdays was always being up at American Academy of Dramatic Arts, theater, Henry Street Settlement, National Black Theater, learning the craft, immersing myself into it totally. I'd get there at 8 o'clock in the morning and it would be the entire day, full immersion, acting, theater, dance, singing, movement, the entire, sort of like the, the Debbie Allen fame school um, situation all day long from the age of 10. <laughs> I think I was doing, I think Debbie Allen stole that fame speech from me. Really? <laughs> you want fame? You got to sweat and feel the pain. So that was, because when she, so when I first heard it, I said, wait a minute, I usually, that's usually what I'm thinking. So very, very interesting. All right. So uh, you did that uh, primarily in your early days. And uh, what, what brought you to, well, 
you also develop your comedy chops as a comedian. Indeed. <clears throat> Indeed. Thanks for remembering. Wow. That's it's as a performer, when you've been doing it, I think this long, the feeling is that there are so many different lives you've lived. Now, New York City, I would say in the mid 90s, going into the mid 2000s, it's really getting my start as an actor. And I began to discover comedy as an extension of acting and theater. And around that time, of course, even up to now, there's the black comedy explosion, Apollo Comedy Hour, which of course, and the Apollo Theater, which I know you are one of the, the staple voice of that show and, and many other things related to the Apollo, pretty much connected to that iconic brand for decades. But also uh, the National Black Theater and Uptown Comedy Club has been and continues to be a big force in comedy. So, and it was very interesting for me around that time, I was auditioning as an actor. I remember I auditioned, I auditioned for the Cosby show. And uh, at that time they're like, mm, no, no, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby wouldn't <laughs> like me. And the reason they said that is because I kept, I kept upstaging Cosby's lines. And they're like, no, 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 Bill Cosby, no. The, the kids don't upstage him. The kids are Cosby's prop. So you're not going to be <laughs> than him. So they didn't. They took a, and it was weird because I did. I didn't understand what it was like. I didn't understand that the business was just like, okay, you're a, you're a product, and if we don't like your performance, it's like we don't like you. Like we you. It's like you. We want you <laughs> to leave. <laughs> Versus, oh, we like you. You can stay. So it was this whole sort of thing, because I was a child. I was like, okay, well, okay, I get that you don't like my acting, but why do you have to be so mean to me? <laughs> so I just totally didn't get that. Anyway, fast forward years later, I discovered that the Cosby Show wasn't something that I needed. Uh, Uptown Comedy Club gave me the opportunity to be, to be guesting on a show doing my own stand-up act uh, and directly talk with and connect with America uh, without the need for a sitcom. So I'm very, very grateful for Kevin and Andre Brown of the Uptown Comedy Club for creating those opportunities for me. And I've actually returned to doing stand-up because voiceover and all the different voice things that I've done have sort of created some visibility for me. And I'm wanting to really deal with this discussion on, oh, uh, if you're a well-spoken, intelligent man of color, you're trying to act and sound white. I really want to put a dent in that screwed up narrative once and for all good <laughs> it's fun yeah it's really good time. now uh you also found your way on to uh saturday night live as a, a comedian it's interesting you mentioned saturday night live i was never a cast member yet being a working new york actor allowed me to be a part of what i'd like to call these ensemble groups of actors that shows like Saturday Night Live and Jimmy Kimmel and Letterman would draw upon when they needed solid actors to help them do their sketches. So it was just a fun opportunity to meet people like Chris Rock and Chris Farley and, and all of the dream cast of the early 2000s and kind of fill in doing a little extra part here or a quick under five there just an amazing experience to work on that show. I think being in a New York acting career, it allows me and, and allowed me to really be an ensemble player and to offer up and to gain the knowledge and experience from 
from just being around such great shows and actors and performers. It's I've got so many great stories. I've got a great Morgan Freeman story as well. I've actually well, got a great okay, share it with us right now. I've got I've got a ton of G. Keith Alexander stories, which I'm sure we'll get to. But the Morgan <laughs> Freeman story. The Morgan Freeman story is a lot of fun as well because, again, uh, the movie was Lean on Me. Remember mm -hmm. the one where he plays the toughest nails high school principal. Now, right. at the time, I was studying acting, and I needed an, ex an inspirational experience like that because I didn't really know what it looked like when acting was full throttle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to watch him on set 16 hours all day was the best acting class I could ever take. You know, this is someone who's the master of movement, speech, voice, characterization. And yeah, I absolutely go back to those times of some of my fondest memories because then and to now I needed, and you've even you, all jokes aside, you gave me and continue to give me a perspective on that as well, which is what is it like when it all comes together? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it like when the craft mm -hmm. comes together? Because training as a young Afro-American actor, it would seem that a lot of the training for myself and those that I came up with was very Eurocentric, very European based, not really based in African principles or or cultures that I could readily relate to, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So someone like Morgan Freeman comes along and I'm able to get that cultural connection that I felt I needed and continued to need. Mm -hmm. uh, Alvin Ailey does that to me as well. Arthur Mitchell, Dance Theater of Harlem, Harlem does that for me as well. It's something about, okay, this is who you are and we're gonna take who you are and inform your craft and art with it. Mm -hmm. Who you are culturally, just the energy running through your very DNA. We're gonna use that to move you into the type of artist that you're going to be. And I needed those experiences. So Morgan Freeman gave that to me. I, I, I think you call it uh, culturally resonant acting craft Correct. and voiceover, and so voiceover technique. Yeah, and uh, across the board, whether it's acting, singing, dancing, voiceover, speech, it's, uh, it's, it's really where the rubber meets the road because when I studied at NYU, I studied acting at NYU, and it really sort of was very confrontational for me as it was for a lot of actors and performers of color that go to otherwise Eurocentric uh, college training programs for performing and acting. It's, we're gonna learn the stories of the Europeans, the stories of those who are not who we are. And then that's how we're gonna learn our craft. Then we go out into the real world feeling a bit disconnected from from who we are. I remember in college, I asked the instructor, I said, well, okay, I love what we're doing here. We're reading Arthur Miller and Pinter. Yeah, how about some August Wilson? How about some Amir Baraka? And I'll never forget when the kids got up, the surfer dude got up and was like, oh, you're a racist. What, what do you want to do that for? Well, well, I, why don't I say, why don't we get up and read Arthur Miller? Because we're already reading Arthur Miller. That's why. We're already doing what you feel that you don't have to do and if this continues on, I'll never read Arthur uh, uh, August uh, Wilson, August Wilson. Or, or even know who these people are. And that's just not something I'm trying to pay $75,000 a year to <laughs> not know. <laughs> so years later, I started my own acting training and conservatory where I attack this directly. It doesn't matter who, to a degree, it doesn't matter who we uh 
a study, but we've got to bring it back to what does it mean to us? What does it mm-hmm. mean through us? And mm-hmm. how do we allow who we are to be informed by our craft and vice versa? Well, so, all right. So now, how did you get into voiceovers? Now, I was, uh, you know, signed with the uh, Cunningham Escott Topini at the time. Now it's CESD. And, right. um, and, and, and I used to see you out on, on, at auditions and, and things like that. How and when did you get into voiceovers? Yeah, I remember we were the same agent at that time. Remember Angela DePena? Oh, uh, yes. Angela was beautiful. She was beautiful to me. Also, uh, Sharon Baby, Sharon Beirut, wonderful. Who, Sharon just passed about three months ago. Oh my goodness, I did not yes. know that. Yeah. Oh my goodness, one of the nicest women I've ever met in the industry. That's right. Uh, Stephen Arcieri. Stephen. Stephen was great. Since he's gone off to do his own agency. Right. Steve, so, Stephen. Stephen was my agent when I was doing all the the Burger King stuff for uh, several years. He, yeah. He was yeah. the agent for that, and then he went off and did his own thing. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm glad to know that. The pioneers are still around because the mm-hmm. business needs them out now more than ever. So voiceover was, for me, the next logical step in a very deeply investigated acting career. Mm-hmm. It was all about, I'm, I came to theater with this open mind of, this is a very interesting world of creativity, of tools, of craft. How do I get involved? How may I be involved? What kind of actor am I? Uh, how can I be of service? And those questions led me through and to voiceover. The possibility of spoken word, the possibility of telling stories, whether it's on the radio, whether it's uh, character voices, audio books. It was just the gamut of different kinds of things. I was doing various plays where voiceover became a big, big part of narrating. Lots of stage readings where you're narrating and you're taking the, taking the characters and the story along a trajectory where the voice is doing it. So voiceover and, the, and what voice acting is became clear to me as I began digging deeper into theater and then studying privately with a lot of the working, vetted voiceover artists here in the New York area, private coaching, as well as some group uh, classes. It's a highly specialized area when we start talking about broadcast voiceover. Yet just as often there's audiobook, there's audio drama, I began working with some local radio stations, reading children's stories on Saturday morning that moved into audio book. So I was very, very deeply immersed, very, very deeply immersed in, in theater and this actor's approach to, OK, well, there are many different kinds of actors out here. Uh, I want to learn about the actors that act primarily with voice. So that uh, was the foundation. So, all right. So you, you mentioned audiobooks. You've got, uh, what, four or five audiobooks on Amazon? Pardon? Yeah, I've got about 15 titles. They, 15 titles. Uh, and I consider myself kind of a baby in the audiobook genre. I have a friend who edits my audiobooks. He's got over 500 titles really? on fiction. And, you know, this is a mountain of things that have to be done when we start talking about being the voice artist, the voice actor. And you see, the way I learned the craft was it wasn't, oh, commercial voice or narration voice or a voice for a category. It was learn the voice acting craft, the solid basics of acting craft. And that voice can be applied to many genres, as I've demonstrated career wise. And it took a while because it seems like then and even now more so the industry doesn't really, I don't know, encourage that. It seems to sort of want to 
keep things in a, in a box, in a category. And I want to see if what I can do to sort of dispel that, because I think voice acting is much deeper than the industry and people give it credit for. But I suppose we could talk more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go on too much. Uh, well, okay. So now <clears throat> we, we've got about a minute and a half before break. Uh, so I, I, I do want to touch on uh, the fact that you are the first African-American to be a transformer. Tell us briefly in, in about uh, 32 seconds, tell us what that's all about. Right. Well, to clarify, so the first Afro-American to play this particular character, because mm -hmm. a Dead End as a character has been played by many different uh, uh, people throughout its iteration. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so we want to be clear that Transformers has hired over the Afro-American performers before, yet this would be new ground for Hasbro and, Af uh, and Transformers to do that with this particular character of Dead End. Gotcha. Okay. Well, all right. So we're going to get ready to take our break. And ladies and gentlemen, we are listening to uh, Xavier Paul Cadeau, folks call him the X-Man. And uh, he is uh, quite a voiceover talent. We'll be talking more about some of his uh, achievements. But I do want to remind you, please, go to your Roku or Amazon Fire TV or Apple TV or Android TV and search for Harlem America and download us to your TV set, please. And you'll see some of our uh, interviews with uh, very interesting people in the uh, celebrity business, as well as in uh, empowerment and health and wellness. So I'm G. Keith Alexander, and I want to thank you very, very much for listening. But don't go away, because we'll be right back with Xavier Paul Cadeau. Harlem, America. It's about Harlem. Harlem is my town. Carver Bank, where 80% of every dollar is reinvested in the community. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. America, where Coca-Cola is helping you enjoy less sugar. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. 
You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to Alexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Oh, thank you there, Kevin. Uh, so we're with the X-Man, Xavier Paul Cadeau, a very talented voice actor. And uh, Xavier, um, as, as a, uh, the voice of one of the Transformers on uh, the Cartoon Network, uh, your character turns into what, a, a Porsche? That is absolutely correct. Yeah, you remember. Uh, something tells me Porsche is one of your favorite vehicles. Uh, it's it, it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I sensed that they were. You see, Transformers Cyberverse is the newest iteration of mm -hmm. the Transformers franchise. They wanted to really be, I think, most more edgy than they've ever been. More Generation X and Generation Z than they've ever been, and really be millennial on the pulse of the millennial mentality and. I think they've accomplished it. Uh, I don't think there's a more diverse cast than on Transformers Cyberverse. We're putting plans together to be at Comic-Con this year and read Great. actual scripts from Transformers Cyberverse episodes. We've been touring the country doing Transformers Cyberverse and TFCon conventions and Comic-Con conventions, actually mm -hmm. just getting back to Pennsylvania. And every city we go to, we have a warm reception. And I thought that it would be great for us to read live actual transformers episodes with and for the fans we do a bit a little mock audition and have people from the audience and fans cast as their famous and favorite transformers characters they come <laughs> up on stage with us and read a full episode with us in really? every city that we go to that's exciting for the fans Absolutely. It's amazing. I, and wow. and I love it because for me, I kind of turn everything into an acting class anyway. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is just OK. And I'm giving people critique on that line. A little bit more energy, a little bit more emotion. Not so much. Rick. <laughs> Let's try this. Let's try that. Because honestly, it's one big continual study. My mission, G. Keith, and I'm sure you're aware, as we've talked for years about this, is really to forward the very acting craft that voiceover is based on. I'm literally wanting to forward it and make it different because I was here, because you were here, because we were here. People are, and we'll be doing the craft differently in a new way because of our contribution. That's what I'm up to. I'm just satisfied with a lot of this mediocrity that's going on in, in the voiceover industry and the show business industry in general. I'm tired of it and I've got my whip and belt ready to get <laughs> <whip first. laughs> You know, it, it's sort of like uh, you, you want to put a little English on the stick. You know, you, you know, if, if, if you shoot pool, those folks who are familiar with shooting pool, uh, in order to make the ball do some really good, great tricks, you, you got to put a little chalk on the edge of the, the, the tip of the stick in order to to make it really maneuver the way you want. So. So, yeah. Uh, now, I have uh, had a chance to get into the video game world. Uh, I'm the voice of William, the herbalist, on Red Dead Redemption 2. And R Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, is one of those folks who, who are not familiar. It, it, it's a, a, a cowboy video game. And, uh, and, and I was 
fortunate enough to uh, be selected to play the herbalist. And uh, I'd like to do more video games, of course. Uh, but anyway. Well, you picked an iconic one. Yeah. Start with. <laughs> well, you know, when when I first went into the studio, they, they told me that the first one did over $700 million. And I'm saying oh, myself, they make more money than films, these video games. Oh, they're mega. They're 1,000% to make. And, and you're a celebrity once over yet again, GK. Uh, <laughs> and we'll have to see if we can tear you away from your duties. I know you've got a full schedule, but I think there, there's a list of autographs that, uh, that, uh, that you could be signing and, and are being requested for you to sign. I mean, there's, these comic cons are amazing, and I, I think it would be great for us to talk about. And I'm sure mm -hmm. your viewers and fans would be very interested in seeing both of us at this year's New York Comic Con, which is the, it's the mecca. It's the mother load. It's the biggest. It's New York. When is it? I believe it's coming up in, okay, now don't quote me. Let's see if we can get one of your team members to just confirm. I believe we're coming up in October, if I'm not mistaken. Let's just double check on that. I uh, gotcha. get uh, definitely, we've got a little bit of time and uh, they're going to be waiting for us there. It's, it's, people come from all over the world. Yeah, And before yeah. I did Transformers, I had an idea that this was a big deal. But I didn't know just how big. It's a huge deal to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I kid you not, GP. I'm telling you, because the thing is, voiceover, I'm a journeyman voiceover like yourself. Where most of our time is spent in the studio with one script after another. We're really not really not thinking sure mm -hmm. okay that's going to be on the air and that's going to be on this tv show now but our fulfillment comes from doing the work and now what i'm saying to you is that we've gotten to a point where we have literally become celebrities through our voiceover work yes yes like i mean i it, 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 it's a real blessing i'm telling you a real blessing to be able to make a living from using your god-given talent of, of, of speaking and you perfect that and you, you, you add all sorts of nuances to it and you become this character or that character. And, 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 and I always tell people that I always talk myself out of a job because once you, because once you've done the voiceover, then you got to go find another gig, you know, you, you, well, you, that's you, right. <laughs> yeah. That's the sort of showbiz. I sort of like, well, and we shouldn't feel too bad about it because let's face it, right. a traveling vacuum cleaner salesman has the same dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just... <laughs> Excellent. I love that. Finish. And okay, well, uh, let's see if Josh across the street needs the same treatment. I mean, it's just... Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I was doing research on you up until this morning, okay? And I happened to find something that just blew me off my chair, all right? And, and this was an article from The Hills, Changing Times. They interviewed you. And in the interview, they asked you several questions. And I'm going to quote this one question that really made my eyes bulge. Okay. And I quote, it's a... Uh, it, uh, on a similar note, which is better, voice acting or acting in person? And who are your influences? Unquote. And your your answer 
was what blew me away. Your answer said, your answer was, and I quote, my influences are Keith David, Bat Johnson, Peter Thomas, Dennis Haysbert, G. Keith Alexander. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, Absolutely. Elmo. I was blown away. I had no idea that you put me in, uh, you know, you put me uh, in that uh, rare, rarefied air, you know, with Dennis Haysbert and Peter Thomas. Peter Thomas, he was the great of the greats. I mean, cheese and crackers. He 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 did uh, what was that? Thomas's English muffins and and many 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 more. He was he was great. And then of course we all know Keith David does. You know, he, he's doing all the. The wonderful voiceovers, and he was a guy for for the our audience uh, who may not know who Keith David is, a wonderful actor. But when you used to hear, uh, it was the United Par- United uh, Parcel Service commercial where he he would say um, something about what uh, can Brown do for you, right? What can Brown do for you? Yeah, wow. But anyway, yeah, yeah. You see you these, for, these. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. It's it's absolutely duly noted because you see, it's an exciting road that this offers. It's offering the road to being one of the great voices of all time. The road to greatness is the road that I'm committed on being. Oh, it's quite a ride, quite a ride. Because there were times along this road that I thought I would get the support from the industry and I got anything but that. Mm. Uh, the industry has a way of curing one by fire. <laughs> uh, because to move into one's greatness, one's own being as, as an actor, mm-hmm. that challenge as an actor of color, as a, as a black man, okay, well, where's the real bar? There is none. Uh, there's only the condition that we find ourselves in and what every actor finds themselves is a point of view, a feeling. You have something to express. You have something to say. And then you get on that stage, and you've got to be prepared to say it, and you've got to be prepared, be prepared to attack, be attacked for it, and prepared to be, to be shunned not only by those who don't look like you, but many times by those who do look like you. And the question is, how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to handle that? Where, where's the uh, character going to come from? So I look to the greats. I look to the greats like the Alvin Ailey's. I look to the greats like Debbie Allen's, the Keith Davids, yourself included. Because what you guys are doing, you're going deeper than personality and ego and foolishness. You're going to the soul level, which is what I've tapped into and have begun to discover. That the voice is the mirror to the soul. And that my investment in an expression of who I am as a soul force will move me through not only this career, but this life with flying colors get down get down wow that's that should be on a t-shirt all of that <laughs> oh yeah oh, it's, oh that's because they're, they're lies the lies are down you know you know the, the lies about the industry wants to say well come on uh, you, you don't need all that but just just be yourself i'm like that's an interesting comment coming from people who don't even know who i am Mm. That's an interesting comment from it coming from an industry that doesn't even know who it is and what it is and what it answers to and what it wants and where it's going. I don't think that the industry has any business telling me or black folks who they are, where they're going, or what they're going to do when they get there. Get I think that's our job, and we need to pick up the reins and stop settling 
for mediocrity from ourselves and from the very industry that we're working in. And I am determined to make that crystal clear and demonstrative in the work that I continue to do and the work that I encourage my uh, students and actors and artists to do. And what I loved about what uh, from the G. Keith Acting Voice Acting Academy that you were doing years ago, you were saying, hey, you were inviting people to let your voice influence and change the world. And that was that's a powerful invitation because what that's doing is it's saying to people, dig in to who you are as a soul being. Who are you as a soul? Mm-hmm. Where's the healing need to be done? And are you prepared to express and share and heal and transform the world with what you discover? And that excites me. It, it actually gives me chills to talk about because it's really the job of every artist. We must transform. We must. When I was uh, doing voiceover academy, when I was teaching, my my whole thing was, it's your voice, influence the world. You know, I mean, it's, <clears throat> and, and, and I did that for so long. It, it was such a pleasure to be able to give back to people who were hungry to learn how to use their voice. Uh, and I, I did that up until uh, probably five years ago until I got really busy planning and implementing Harlem America Digital Network. Because right now, Harlem America Digital Network, I, I, I feel is so very important because uh, we want to help uh, small Black business owners uh, build fame, fortune, and followers around their brands. So that takes so much work that, that I can't really focus and concentrate now on teaching voiceovers anymore. So uh, what, I should, what I will do is recommend folks to you and uh, you can have uh, that uh, privilege of helping to shape the world through voices. And uh, now, what do you have coming up? Or in fact, before we do that, why don't we plug your voiceover uh, classes so that folks will, will know where to come, how to contact you? Okay, I appreciate that. <clears throat> Studying is ongoing, year-round, morning, noon, and night. The best thing to do is go to the website, XavierGreatVoice.com, and contact me. And then we will get you registered. We'll get you started. I do a 20 to 30-minute introductory orientation intake where we learn about each other, and we get clear on whether or not this is a journey you're prepared to take. Lots of... Uh, now in show business and particularly in voiceover it's a lot of hey are you broke come over here and get something quick you got it your girlfriend or boyfriend thinks you sound sexy in the back of a bar you can do a national commercial come on up and let's just get that sexy voice going and 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 that's that's the low-hanging fruit i mean that's the reason why karaoke is an incredibly popular business the inventor of karaoke (laughs) is rich right now because after a few drinks at happy hour you're on the microphone, and as far as you're concerned, you're Whitney Houston, aren't you? <laughs> you're you're the greatest love of all. You are. You sound that reverb turns anybody into a star. Same thing with voiceover. People start thinking that they're beginning a voiceover career, but they're really interested in voiceover. What voiceover is is an acting career. Mm-hmm. So we have to ask ourselves: Are we prepared to be an actor and begin studying acting and taking that journey? That's called the journey into theater, the journey into storytelling. So XavierGreatVoice.com would be your first stop. Contact me direct, email me from there, go to go to Coach with Xavier on the site, and then you'll get a chance to 
see the different things that are going. There's also a video out there to help get started and uh, and we can get uh, going. I do all these various workshops throughout the year, one-on-one as well as groups. I'm going into colleges, public speaking. So depending on uh, my schedule, I'll be in a city near you or we're available on Zoom. Well, that, that's great. What uh, projects do you have coming up? Things that you're developing? Or... Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's something very interesting that I'm doing from a well-known brand uh, by Mattel called Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels mm-hmm. is now finally getting ready to do full-scale animation. They're releasing, releasing their new series that I'm playing one of the main characters, Chase, on YouTube. So Hot Wheels is coming up uh, in a few weeks. Then there's Jade Armor, which is a fun, exciting, adventurous, young karate girls uh, battling the elements and learning how to grow up at the same time. And that's coming out for HBO Max uh, later on this year. Uh, There are a few other things, cooking. Oh, gosh. Uh, A lot of it's up on the website as well. Okay, uh, coming up, I'm planning on completing shooting a short film on the subject of cults. I'm very, very fascinated by cult deprogramming. What happens in the mind of a cult member as they're on their way in and they're on their way out? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. How did you get interested in that? Well, from a young age, I found myself very interested in how does the mind change based on beliefs that are coming from the outside in. And as an actor, I'm fascinated by that. You know, G. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is getting ready to play Jim Jones in the Jim Jones story. Oh, really? That feature film right now. And folks who drank the Kool-Aid. I'm going to be a big participant in that because uh, that involves Diana. Okay, now we're going to have to leave it there because we've got about 20 seconds before we go to break. But you mentioned Guyana. Your father's from Guyana? Mom's from Guyana and dad's from Haiti. Right. Okay, got you covered. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to take a short break right now. We have the X-Man, Mr. Xavier Paul Cadeau with us. And uh, we're going to talk further about his uh, achievements and uh, some of the wonderful things that uh, you've probably heard and did not know. It was the voice of the X-Man. I'm G. Keith Alexander. Remember, please, to uh, search for What's Hot Harlem America wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can download us. Please subscribe. We'll be right back with Harlem America in just a few short shakes. The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem America. Harlem America, the home of Coca-Cola Zero. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480 553 
listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out. Check it out. Empowerment. And health and wellness. Harlem America. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? We don't think so. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Ed Cheney. Ed and his guests will explain full-spectrum CBD using the whole hemp plant for good health and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Thank you. This is What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander and our guest today, the X-Man, Xavier Paul. Uh, hey, G. Keith. What's going on in the industry today? Uh, how do you see what's, what, what the whole picture, the overview of the industry looks like today? You know, G. Keith, gentlemen such as yourself, put a lot of this groundwork in decades ago. You know, you were and continue to be the new solution for brands, businesses, corporations to understand the true dynamic versatility and uh, uh, depth of who we are as Afro-Americans. And I feel that it's my responsibility to really expand upon and build upon the foundation that you've laid down. And I feel right now in the industry, it's beginning to respond in new and interesting ways. Technology demands it. And the people, I believe, are tired of the old thinking, the old way of doing things. They're tired of the mediocre and they're beginning to demand authenticity now more than ever before. So I'm, we're beginning to see more of that. We're beginning to see this desperate wrestle between wanting to sort of phone in the okie doke and also realize that it's time that, that, that the old ways are obsolete. There's a new acting, there's a new film, there's a new television, there's a new radio. It's all new. And I see it, I feel it. We know it, and that's really where it's going. I think people are trying to figure out how, how to express that new, how to do it, because even technology falls short. Social media, we still haven't really, really learned how to maximize it as a way to really further our very humanity. A lot of it is, you know, sophomoric and mediocre, and to the point where we're just sort of allowing ourselves to become sort of you know, makeshift employees for huge corporations just to utilize uh, a lot of, you know, you find audience members and people, they just they don't quite know what to do with their time. And they're just putting all any old thing online. People want to be fortified now. They want their souls fed. 
And the new film, new acting, the new voice work feeds that. So I'm committed to doing that and showing uh, that those needs can be met. They it just takes a bit more care. It takes mm -hmm. a bit more focus. What do you think about the diversity we're, we're seeing on television now, we're, we're seeing and hearing on TV? I think that's part of it. That's part of this new awareness, this new, it's no longer, for, for eons, human beings on this planet have been all about, you know, it's, it's, it's you or me. And that is the genesis of all the wars and all the discord and all of the, but now we're moving into you and me. We have to, I mean, COVID has taught us, forced us to realize it's you and me. We're in this together and we'll have to figure it out or else we all perish, which we don't want. So to understand that means that, oh, okay, it's time to see each other for the first time, or if not for the first time, then in new ways, in deeper, more dynamic ways, to be more accepting than, than ever before. Uh, sexualities, genders, I mean, you, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. And we're, and we're learning. We're learning and learning and learning. And I hope we continue to learn how to be together. Okay, this is what, this is what as artists, we, that's what we're doing this for, to show people the, the, the possibility and gift of, of existence, of, of life and, and soul expression. So we need this. <clears throat> we need it. And, we, and it's just scratching the surface now. We need more of it. I thank Hasbro and Transformers for giving me the opportunity to do my work on this platform and all the people that I've continued to work for to do that. And, uh, you know, if I seem a bit hard edged at time, it's because I'm just I'm tired of the excuses. I'm tired of the negativity. I'm tired of the settling and the explanations as to why things have to continue to be mediocre and why we have to continue to accept the garbage that deep down we know we don't want and that we know we can do better at. And I won't accept anything less. I don't accept mediocrity for myself. I don't accept, okay, good enough isn't. Plain and simple. You're an intellectually deep brother. You know that? <laughs> You've Thank done, you, <laughs> you have done some real thinking about this, this industry and, and, and diversity. And it's a pleasure to hear you uh, talk about those things that uh, a lot of people won't talk about. Well, I think that now more than ever, we have the opportunity to show who we really are as the soul forces we've been brought to this planet to be and do. And that what I explore now as a voice artist, as a spoken word artist, is an imagination of what if the voice is an aliveness, sound as a natural resource, something that was here long before we were here and continues on. And many times we think that we are talking, that we're, our egos are feel like there's such a control, that we are the talkers. And what I explore now as a spoken word artist is what if the voice speaks us? So we're no longer doing the talking. The voice and the soul is using us to talk, its expression, its direction, its inspiration. I want to be a channel. I want to get out of the way. My ego wants a small part of life.
my soul wants much, much more. Uh, so this road to voice greatness, as you've invited me and your students to be on, this, I, this absolutely is the road. It's the greatest journey I've ever taken. It can never ceases to amaze me. Every story is fresh and new and different. And I am with it. As a matter of fact, after you wrap this up, I want to, I need to hire you for an extended marathon coaching. <laughs> I'm ready to go, baby. Let's rock. Oh, hey, you're, you're a real delight. You're a real delight. Uh, so talking about the spoken word, you are on a recording and you've got another recording coming up soon too, right? Yes, thanks. And real quickly, I'll give that to you. Armin Van Buren contacted me a few years ago, one of the hottest DJs in the world, someone who fills stadiums. And what I love about Armin is that he is connected to exactly what we've been talking about today, the voice-soul connection. So he said, I've got to have your voice on this album. We began collaborating and we came up with a very inspirational song, a spoken word piece called I Live For That Energy. So you can view that on YouTube today. And it's an inspirational one. It's definitely not one to be missed. It will feed your soul. It was incredibly fun to do that. And it inspired me to continue my EDM music genre spoken word fusion with two pieces called Fly in the Sky and one I affectionately call The Next Level. The yeah. Next Level. <laughs> Our next level. Mm -hmm. I, speak to, I speak to where we're going, where we feel we need to move beyond and reach out. As human beings, I think all we've really wanted to do from a young age is to generate our energy and to reach out in curiosity and wonder and connect to those things that will bring us satisfaction and uh, fortification and, and real expression and healing. Not forget healing. That's right. Healing is very important. Uh, you, you are very, um, you're very interesting. You are very interesting. I, as long as I've known you, I, I, I've not known that you had this, this fervor, this, this, this passion, uh, but I've known that you were a great talent and that, that you were doing so many, you, you, you tried to bring me into many of your projects, but unfortunately, uh, you know, there were conflicts because I, I was busy doing this or busy doing that, but I certainly appreciate you for all those times that you, uh, tried to, to bring me into your projects. Um, I, uh, I, I remember the time that uh, for, I think it was for AFTRA, uh, you, myself, and one other person, that we were on a, a panel to talk to the, the people within the union uh, about voiceovers. And uh, I, I, I stood back and let you do your thing. And I was really amazed at uh, how you conducted that, uh, that, that seminar. So, oh, I well, even then, I felt like I was just, even to now, scratching the surface. And I want to bring that, that clarity of just what this journey is, because it's so wrought with a lot of uh, uh, hyperbole and uh, uh, trendiness that it, it minimizes the true impact of what it is at its core. And I want to remind 
performers who've perhaps been kicked around by the industry. They've worked a bit and they, they're feeling a little disillusioned. I want to give them fresh inspiration and a fresh uh, approach and a real regrounding, regrounding to who they are. And then for the new artists, really putting them on the right road. Not unlike what a Debbie Allen would do if you sat down with Debbie Allen. She'll give you the real on what, what it means to be an artist mm-hmm. in five minutes. You won't get fluff from her. And that's I really want to be a part of that that tradition that that ushers in the new generation and reushers the p- continued generation uh, the right way. So I thank you and acknowledge you for that. Okay, much love to you. Well, thank you very, very, very much. We're um, winding down. Uh, we've got about three minutes left. I, I, it's it's just a real thrill to uh, to be able to talk with you. Um, now, is there is there any words of wisdom that you would like to give those who would like to get into the voiceover business? You know, everybody and their grandmother now thinks that they can do voiceovers. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they just open up the microphone and, and just start talking. But what, if someone wants to make a living at doing voiceovers, what yeah. would you tell them? What words of wisdom would you share? I think, take a look at your why and what we're talking about making a living as a voiceover artist or as an actor we're talking about we're talking about making your art the trajectory of your life as how you contribute to society your contribution will be the artist and what does that entail what does that mean what how to heal and what needs to be healed in order to be ready for that journey and what is that journey I say sit down with vetted individuals like yourself and myself. Uh, about 20 to 30 minutes conversation will set you straight. <laughs> okay. Now, before we leave, we got about, now we've got about a minute and a half. What are your favorite thoughts and what do you like about Harlem? Oh, wow. Harlem is Black culture. Harlem is alive. It's National Black Theater. It's the Apollo. It's uh, that great fist fry. Hopefully not too much, okay? Uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, and it's a, just a wonderful stroll uh, down Strivers Row on a Sunday afternoon. Harlem is it. As far as I'm concerned, Harlem is truly what's hot. Get down. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from Xavier Paul Cadeau. And I am thrilled that he has joined us today. Uh, we've got... Uh, uh, less than 30 minutes f- for me to thank you very, very much. And, uh, you know, I'm always, uh, I always take your calls when, whenever you call, I might get back you to your day. I might get back to your day later, but, oh, but man. you know, I'll always take your calls. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for, uh, coming to Harlem America and listening to, vo- to what's hot Harlem America with G Keith Alexander. And please go to our website at harlemamerica.com. You'll see some wonderful articles about our culture and about empowerment. And uh, you'll also see our TV shows in Harlem America TV. And you'll also listen to our podcasts, which run across not only our network, Harlem America, but also the Voice America network as well. And we have a combined listening audience of three to four million monthly listeners. So we thank you so very, very, very much. And you have a great day and a better one tomorrow. And, and, and X-Man, thank you so very, very much. Good luck to you in all that you do. Ladies and gentlemen, don't judge your brother or sister too harshly until you walk a mile in his or her shoes. And remember, life is tough, but you're tougher. I'm G. Keith Alexander. See you next Friday.
Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening. Oh, oh, oh.